0: Hey, everybody. It's Colon Cancer Awareness Month.
1: Let's get right into it. What
0: about therapy?
1: All right. If you didn't know, I'm Austin. I'm Enoch. We didn't introduce ourselves. You probably forgot who we were. And we're standing right now. We are. (laughs) I had this amazing epiphany while going to the bathroom because we... We said in the last episode that we were going to record the next one ten minutes after we 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 literally are, um. But I was going to the bathroom in between. I was like, why don't we stand when we do this? Because we usually sit in these chairs and like my butt starts to get uncomfortable. After yeah, me. but now.
0: I'm like feeling we can, good. We can stretch our hip yeah. flexors. We can, we can move around while we're talking and you'll never know. My like my back doesn't get sweaty now. Yeah. Like leaning up against the leather chair. This is actually
1: incredible. I'm going to try not to move too much. so The audio maintains its its integrity. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as you heard in the first few seconds of the episode, we're talking about colon cancer awareness. As you can see, this is the theme of the last couple of weeks. But um, March is colon cancer awareness month. So with the recent passing of my father... Um, I'm I'm really dedicated as a person to increase awareness for just this cancer in general. But I would say just cancer, really. It's a a difficult thing to deal with, of course, physically for the person going through it. But it it does numbers on a family. We talked about that in the last episode. So this episode, we're going to start out with some myths about the subject of cancer in general because we like doing that. We're blind reacting to um, 11 myths about cancer debunked simple stuff. We have no idea what they are. We're just going to kind of blind react to them the way we've done in the past and then after that we're just going to talk about some facts, figures, statistics that you probably didn't know about colon cancer and then talk a little about prevention and the fun topic of colonoscopies.
0: So... Exciting. Exciting stuff. (laughs) Um,
1: Let's get right into it. I can read the first one. This is from CancerCenter.com. Actually, don't know their credentials or anything like that but um, looks like they have some good information. Seems legit. Seems legit to me. So... Here we go. Number one, myth number one is getting a biopsy makes cancer spread. That people think that. I mean. Wow. Yeah, well, I've I never thought that. Um, biopsies are super important for diagnosis. Um, as my dad is going through it, um, he had to get a biopsy, and that's how they knew exactly what type of cancer it was. And talk
0: about uh, what is a biopsy?
1: Biopsy is a bi is like meaning bio meaning alive. So it's a live it's a removal of a live specimen of. From the source of a person to test that source for a certain type of disease in this case looking for cancer cells So um, my dad got diagnosed. They had to they buy it. Well, they were taken out as When they did a colonoscopy they biopsied the tumor itself hmm. to see what type of cancer it was how like Strong it was because like they can kind of do like tests on the cancer itself like the cancer cells to see how malignant It is see what type of cancer it specifically is and this so that way they know how to treat it the best based off of the studies they have on cancer, so essentially, a biopsy is taking a live sample of the tumor um you can they do biopsies on a lot of things as well, but I'm running tests on it to determine um, a lot of information about the tumor itself, so yeah. I guess the myth is that doing that makes it spread or spread faster, and the article says that there's absolutely no evidence that doing a biopsy or removing the cancer will make it spread so that is a Important thing to know, like if you are someone or you are recently diagnosed or were diagnosed in the future, um, say yes to the biopsy. <laughs> super important yeah, it's to, get, gonna... to get the right treatment. Um, Make sure you get that biopsy and
0: do everything you can. Trust your doctors and make sure you find a good one too. Right. Yeah. And as we go throughout this too, if you think, oh, that's stupid. Every, like someone thinks that, like there's a reason these myths are on here. Like people do think this. Yeah. And it's not saying these people are dumb or silly, whatever it is. Like these myths have come out for a reason like there's a lot of misinformation right lots of misinformation so um we're really hoping that we can actually help spread good true knowledge through a little bit of a little bit of humor the opposite and of misinformation <laughs> right uh, okay number two eating sugar causes cancer to grow the article says eating a cookie or a piece of cake will not exacerbate your cancer I'm I'm glad, because if I had cancer, I'd still want to eat cookies, and so oh. I'm glad I can eat all the cookies I want. When, you're, when your life has a time stamp on it, the last thing you're going to care
1: about is <laughs> the stuff that you're eating. And from personal experience, um, enjoy your food. Enjoy your experiences, especially food. Yeah. Um, what is the next? It says, like, although research has shown that cancer cells consume more sugar than normal cells, no studies have shown that eating sugar will make your cancer worse. Or that if you stop eating sugar, your cans will shrink or disappear. My family got cut up there in this go. for a little bit for a second. My dad is diabetic, so we didn't eat much sugar anyways. <laughs> so mm. I was like, okay, whatever. He's not eating a whole lot of sugar anyways. Um, well, he kind of did. He had a sweet tooth, <laughs> um, a lot of diet sodas. Mm. Yeah, huge misinformation. Cancer is going to grow no matter what. It's going to find a way to fuel itself. It's going to, it's a literal virus, of. it's going to replicate, keep going. Next one is you won't need surgery if the tumor is solid. I never heard this one. <laughs> <laughs> surgery is always needed, if mm. possible, with solid tumors. And that's what Dr. Almond says. I'm guessing that's the um the person they refer to as the professional in this pod. Uh, well, they said Dr. Almond. Almond. Like, Dr. Hmm. Almond. <laughs> even, solid if other, <laughs> even if other forms of treatment are used to shrink solid tumors or lower the chance of the cancer returning, surgery is used to remove them. In some cases you can't, like throat cancer, different forms of brain cancer, depending on where it's at. You just can't get to it. But, um, yeah, if you can remove it, opt to
0: get that out. It's going to make your prognosis a lot better. Here's an interesting one. Skin cancer is colorblind. Just the way they, they word that, it's I see what they funny. Mean, I see what they mean. I see what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> they mean, too. So it says, those with fair skin have a greater risk of developing skin cancer than those who don't. Additionally, those with blonde or red hair, green or blue eyes, or easily burnt or freckled skin are at a high risk as well. You serious? dude i have blonde hair and blue eyes yeah
1: so yeah that's that's if you wild. have lighter skin you're more likely to get sunburnt and be more exposed to uv rays but why so, the eyes because it's lighter maybe maybe oh wow like darker eyes are less sensitive to light typically
0: hmm. wow yeah okay
1: because like the, the the darker um sometimes the way like the way the light goes into it because it's a darker color yeah I can't. that makes sense i can't remember how it works bum yeah okay Next one, chemotherapy always has bad size. Bad wait, chemo <laughs> <laughs> chemotherapy always has bad side effects. While awful side effects were common, when chemotherapy was first introduced, medical advancement in recent decades has helped lower the risk of harmful effects. We have a good thing we have a lot of good things that we do to reduce or even eliminate a lot of these side effects. I mean that's a hard one. Um my dad had a lot of negative experiences with um chemo. Um yeah. but I can't imagine that like I'm sure it was a lot worse. I'm sure it used to be a lot worse because yeah. they, they put a lot of money in um, research into the chemos they have now. And some of them you didn't even notice, actually. Some of the chemos hmm. my dad was on, I eh, didn't even actually really notice. It was just certain ones that were more intense. So hmm. interesting. Good
0: yeah. Good note. A lump in your breast is always breast cancer. Hmm. Well, a good thing that's a myth. That's not true. So if you feel a bump right now in your breast, it would. I'd recommend going to get it checked out for sure. But doesn't necessarily mean you have breast cancer. Yeah. um, Next one,
1: chemotherapy is painful. Again, kind of like the last one, um, it kind of just depends on the the type of chemo that you're on. There's tons of different types, and it's different based on the different cancer that you have. And not every chemo is going to work for you. Some of them are really painful, make you really sick. But looks like some of them are not that way, especially depending on how severe your
0: cancer is. Yeah. And, I mean, it depends on the person, too. Like, we're all so different. Where... You know, something that works for someone that's not painful may be painful for another person. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next one is pregnant women can't get cancer treatment. Okay, I would have thought that was true. It says pregnant women who have symptoms or concerns about cancer should see their doctor right away because getting early medical care may mean better outcomes for both mother and baby. Women who are diagnosed with cancer while pregnant may still have options available to them. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think there's that. certain types
1: of chemos that um, don't like transfer into the... My placenta so it doesn't go into the like the baby so so next one here hair will never grow back after chemotherapy so i mean depending on the chemo that you do um hair doesn't always fall out um there's a certain types of chemos that interact with your body different ways like one chemo my dad had his hair just stopped growing entirely and so hmm. like he didn't have to cut his hair like he was bald so he didn't have to shave his head and he didn't have to like trim his mustache his nails stopped growing and then another one hair completely fall off his nails went really brittle hmm. um but when, he, when his hair started coming back so myth debunked his hair started coming back after that one his um his mustache came back like black for a little bit it was Sweet. it was hilarious um and his like eyebrows were like really dark and his eyelashes looked like he always had mascara on really funny actually um <laughs> so but, it
0: grew back a different color
1: yeah it totally changed like it altered the the follicles for a little while and then after like wow. after a few months it they just went back to normal his beard was red and gray the way it was before but Hmm. it's like me
0: having a black beard after I go through chemo (laughs) it it was like
1: gray mustache the rest of the beard was like kind of gray and like red and so it was like just a black mustache like he was like like South
0: American or something it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) cancer will always come back for the most part in early stages stage 1 and stage 2 the chances of cancer coming back is less likely even in later stages there is no hope that it won't return or there is hope that it won't return
1: yeah that depends on the type of cancer how early you caught it but it doesn't always come back Um, oncologists don't want patients trying unusual treatments so an oncologist is a cancer specified doctor so um, when you get diagnosed with cancer typically you will um, you'll be you'll find an oncologist that you're gonna work with and he's gonna he's gonna make your treatment plan and so and I guess this is kind of like a subjective thing. My dad's oncologist was amazing. He actually had cancer himself at one point, And mm. so he kind of knew what it was like and he did everything to help my dad feel better, make sure he was on the best chemo, was at the right dosages and just doing everything he could to help him. So um, I think this is a good note. If you get a good oncologist, they're going to, they're going to have you do anything that helps and they're going to make sure that they back it with research. So yeah, that's a, that's cool. a really good one. And that's the last one. Wow.
0: That was fast. Cool. <laughs> that was all eleven. Cool. Well, now let's um, go into the facts.
1: Let's go into the facts. One second here. So I had it pulled up here. Um. So colon cancer. <laughs> I just got some quick fire um, stats here about it. Uh, this comes from the Colon Cancer Colon Cancer alliance.org. So just some. These are all Americans. Um, American stats, so they're all based out of the U.S. But uh, colon cancer is the fourth most commonly diagnosed cancer in the united states it is also the second most leading cause of cancer death in the united states as well so meaning that um, it's the second most deadly cancer of all of the different forms then next uh in 2023 alone just based off estimates that we have from previous years an estimated 153,000 people will be diagnosed with some form or some stage of colon cancer and colon cancer will kill um, Around fifty-two thousand people in the year of twenty twenty-three. Is that U.S. only, or is that worldwide? Yes, yeah, so that's U.S. Yeah, I don't know worldwide. Okay. It's probably much higher worldwide. Yeah. It's hard to get statistics worldwide right. just because some right. countries don't um okay. report on this. But the U.S. is pretty good at reporting. Yeah. Um. Next one, and this, and these numbers here next are also based off of the U.S. demographic as well. But um, it's kind of a myth that men are more at risk for colon cancer, and slightly, but not so much. But men and women have pretty equal risk about one in 23 men will develop it across their lifetime so if you have mm. 23 men like if you got 23 um 23 like 20 year old men uh one of those is going to have cancer out of that group at some point during their life so pretty cancer high. in general colon cancer specifically okay. i think cancer in general is a little bit higher um and then one in 25 women will develop so it's a little bit less likely if you're a woman and there's a lot of things that play into that um anyways the next one here um although it is it is one of the most deadly like i said second most deadly cancer it is also one of the most treatable and preventable and emphasis on preventable if proper screening has taken place so Hmm. a couple things to note i have these memorized I we have to look it up um in the united states insurance plays a huge part in the way people get their medical treatment unfortunately i have recently changed a lot of my thoughts and feelings about insurance in the united states but um I think most if not all insurance plans in the united states cover a colonoscopy as soon as you turn 45 despite your age um or family history everyone can get a colonoscopy at 45 because the research has suggested that that's when they can start catching it so i think it's every like you get your first one at 45 and i think i don't know the interval at this point but it's like i want to say it's like every three or so years they start checking They, they look for what's called um polyps so these like these little, what a skin tag is like a like a little like growth on your little skin, little bump, yeah, like a little mm-hmm. bump. So they look yeah. for things like that inside of the colon they are like okay. precancerous nodules, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so they'll be looking for those, and if they can catch those early, they take them out. They just take them out, and so they never have the chance to become cancerous because sometimes those polyps they never, never turn into anything. They right. just, just kind of like so they're, they're very um, benign. Yeah, that's the word they would use. Some of them, like the case of my dad, he had a lot of polyps. Um, and one of them just happened to be cancerous. And so because mm. I had enough time and uh, to, to grow into that and he was about I think he was he was He was 45 when he got diagnosed ironically enough wow. So um, if you're 45 around 45 about to turn 20 45 uh, Like schedule your colonoscopy like yesterday because they can the earlier it's caught. Like I said, it's super easy to treat
0: In and, your uh, dad's case though he was diagnosed when he was 45, so it happened earlier. Mm-hmm. So like probably like 44, 43. So that's that's where it becomes a little bit um,
1: annoying because yeah. you have to pay for it before 45. It is kind of annoying. Um, like yeah. depending on the plan that you're on right. and depending on where you live and stuff like that. In the United States, like it's different, than like Canada, the UK, stuff like that. Didn't you um, say they
0: were going to make changes
1: to where you could do it at – well, I guess for people yeah. with history of colon cancer. Yeah, so right? for me and my, my siblings, um, I think my kids as well will also have this opportunity – I can get my first one at thirty. My I can start getting them covered by my insurance for free, starting at around thirty-five. Since I have proof of That's family cool. history, because it's ten yeah. years before yeah. your direct um, relative was diagnosed. So since my dad was diagnosed okay. at forty-five, I personally can start getting colonoscopies covered for me at at thirty-five. Yeah. So I'm gonna, and I wish it was sooner. But there's a huge push in the medical field, especially within colon cancer alliances and awareness groups, to push like government to force insurances to cover it sooner or just in general cover colonoscopies at any age after like 25 and the kind of push would be to if like if they don't find anything then it's free Hmm. but if they're if they do find something there's some type of charge because then they have to cut it out in biopsy and there's a lot more attached to it but if it's just simple biopsy they they stick a tube up there and they look around there's not a lot involved in that when it comes to cost and so right and insurance is one of the most wealthy companies in the united states so there's a huge push to do that just so people can get screened and feel more comfortable screening and not have to go bankrupt to go get a colonoscopy right. um so that, there's a huge push for that and so i guess kind of going back to my point um some of you listening might not be 45 or even close like i'm 24 i have 11 years before mine need to even get covered and so i have a long time to to prepare for my colonoscopy (laughs) but all of you probably know someone who's around 45 or maybe past 55 and they maybe got one when they turned 50 or we all know someone who could who could benefit from a good screening so um next time you have an opportunity to see that person that you're all thinking about right now uh tell them to get their colonoscopy or have it's a really awkward conversation to have Um, i've never actually had it before but i'm an advocate for having it yeah because, um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I've been told, and like, I think my dad said this at some point, that the doctors told him if it had even come in like six months earlier, his prognosis would have been a lot better. Just because mm. it, the, the cancer would have had been at a different stage. Right. I think it would have, they, they kind of estimated that it would have actually been around stage two because it started growing faster the later it got. Anyways, yeah. the point being that the time is now to get a colonoscopy. If you're around that time and the time is now to convince your loved ones that it's worth it too. Yeah. Even if they don't have insurance, um, as hard as it can be to pay that money out, um, the suffering that comes from watching a person go through cancer treatment is absolutely terrible, and it's worth it to do it. So, get your screening. As awkward as it is, my my wife actually got a colonoscopy recently, just because I'm um, her deductible is covered, and she's because she has a lot of like just issues, and she just wanted to see if anything was going on with like her, like her like GI tract yeah. and she said that the like going under with the colonoscopy was like um the most like the best nap that she ever took <laughs> because they're you're only you're only under for like 20-30 minutes yeah, dude, going for a nap You basically just especially if it's covered and like your, right. your insurance is covering you just get like a really nice nap yeah. and like you had to fast the night before but then like imagine how good it's going to be when you go to get that burger after your colonoscopy exactly so from us it what about therapy um, if you're at that age or around that age, get your colonoscopy yesterday. The time is now to get that done. Um, all you youngins, tell your parents to do so and plan on doing that as soon as you can. And um, there's also some other, like, I guess, tips and tricks <laughs> for preventing cancer just in general. And we're not like at all nutritional or like health coaches yeah. or whatever. And like that, but um, sedentary lifestyles uh, are highly linked to cancer. So just exercise as much as you can. Mental health—it's going to help out a ton as well. Right. So just get active. Stand when you record a podcast instead of go. sitting. That's it. Um, eat your fruits and vegetables. Um, I I've learned a lot more about uh, like antioxidants recently. Yeah. from Like one of my nutrition classes. So like blueberries. He's a blueberry. Really man, high man. in antioxidants um, that are like shown to have like anti-carcinogenic effects. So like things like blueberries, like darker, like really dark colored dark fruits veggies. and vegetables. Mm-hmm really high in antioxidants and uh specifically fruits as well so like blueberries and i believe cherries as well super high in antioxidants Ooh. so find a fruit that you like do some research into it look up uh, foods that have antioxidants in it and make that a part of your diet because it will go a long way because well from what i've learned there's not a lot you can do about your diet after you get diagnosed but there's a whole lot you can do in the years leading up to a possible diagnosis to prevent a cancer diagnosis yeah so the time starts now like the the Make the decision today to make small but necessary changes in your life so you can be around longer to be in the lives of the ones that you love. Because not that my dad did anything to to bring this upon himself. Um, It was just a terrible circumstance. And anyone who gets gets told they have cancer, it's not your fault. It it just sucks either way. But just know that there are some things that you can take to, some steps you can take to mitigate that risk a little bit more. So even if you do have a family history, there are steps you can take to try to prevent it. So, yeah, colon cancer awareness. It's a it's a weird subject to talk about because we're talking about colonoscopies and deadly cancers. But, um, you know, it's worth it to, to speak up about this kind of stuff because I'm sure most of the world doesn't know that March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. And they're not aware. I didn't know
0: until Austin told me, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't know until my dad got diagnosed. And yeah. um, the color for colon cancer awareness is blue, just kind of blue in general. So wear a blue shirt, buy a colon cancer awareness sticker. Or you don't have to do that. But um, if
0: you're listening to this podcast, if you open up your phone screen, you'll see our podcast screen and yeah. it's blue. Yeah. You're so doing it. We were doing it. Didn't we're even know about it. <laughs> um,
1: and then we're going to, I guess I can send it to you, but we, we're we going to link it to a website in the show notes called the colon cancer Alliance, where I got some of these facts from. They have really good tips on prevention um, resources for those who are recently diagnosed. Um, if you find yourself kind of struggling with the thought like do maybe am i at risk should i get a colonoscopy they have resources for that um and they have some like i, I believe they have resources for those who are trying to cope with it emotionally and mentally if you're going hmm. through um i think they have like a uh, what's the, the word like a hotline that you can call kind of like similar oh, to like cool. the cool yeah uh, the suicide hotline it's similar to that like if you're just kind of like an emotional distress from your treatment or you have questions about colon cancer i think you can call that and uh, it's on their website cool so just be aware of your resources. There's help out there. And that if you are struggling with someone who has cancer, just in general, um, remember what your resources are and that there is help. Hopefully you're listening to us because you think that it's going to help. And hopefully this did help to know yeah. that um, we're thinking about you. Um, I'm thinking about you. I know what it's like. It's, it's a tough struggle. So stay strong. And for those who have never had to deal with it, um, I I'm so happy for you. You know, cause it's, it's, it's a really hard thing to deal with. And, uh, I hope I genuinely hope every person, this audio like it goes into their ears. Every person, this audio touches never has to deal with cancer because it sucks. But if you do know that there's hope that it's never over. And, uh, even after your person passes, it's never over. Listen to the last podcast about that one. <laughs> it's never over. Um, just know that we're here for you we'll always be putting out podcasts
0: that are hopefully encouraging and if you
1: really want to reach out to us reach out to us we'd be happy to provide some support
0: yeah you're never alone i know when you're going through hard things like this we can get tunnel visioned and fall into that victim mentality and and feel like we're alone but you're not alone and so reach out to someone whether that be us whether that be someone in your family or a close friend anyone you anyone you want to reach out to reach out to them and i'm I'm positive they'll be more than happy to listen absolutely. to you and to, and to be there for you, yeah, so we hope you learned something new, please help us and spread the word about colon cancer awareness month, wear blue um talk post, about it with your friends, post yeah, about it on instagram absolutely go
1: to the like there's plenty of colon cancer awareness organizations on instagram they're gonna be posting stuff all month long, or like yeah. even just cancer foundations, yeah, just share something on your story just so people know um. That it's happening because yeah. it's it's a very common diagnosis and it affects a lot of people and it's like I said super preventable. So yeah, social media spread the
0: word. Don't be afraid to talk about a colonoscopy to the people you love. It's awkward yeah. as it can be to
1: talk about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. It's so if you're it. listening and you're like 45, go get the tube, my brother. It's or gonna be my a great sister. nap and is it'll be a oh, good nap. Hopefully that's all it is. Hopefully there's no <laughs> unfortunate conversation
1: with the oncologist right. afterwards or the gastro after that. Um, hopefully it's just a, a nice trip to In-N-Out or yeah. chick-fil-a afterwards to get that first meal after fasting for like six i think it's like 16 hours or something chick-fil-a like a with some blueberries after yes yeah, get some blueberries that's all you need <laughs> Work workout <laughs> eat your fiber that's another big one for like um colon cancer you make sure you eat enough fiber in your okay, diet as well blueberries play. are
0: good for that cliff too. bars cliff bars that's like too much fiber <laughs> cliff bars <laughs> you can even just get like those
1: fiber supplements too but anyways yeah, yeah fiber is a big one just eat healthy as much as you can get active get out and move also big one find ways to reduce stress by listening to the what about therapy podcast seeing a therapist leaning into your values and um do the things we talk about in this podcast it's gonna help reduce stress because stress is also highly correlated with cancer diagnosis as well yeah so hopefully you learned something today everyone hopefully you're a little bit more aware of colon cancer and how how common it is but also how preventable it can be when proper steps are taken and um unless you have anything else We can just uh, send it out with the great vocal chords and guitar chords of Daniel D. What about,
0: what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?